0: The yeshiva.net
1: the two dots. <coughs> Instead of talking about the heavens today, we're going to start talking about the earth. The earth. <laughs> we'll go from heaven to earth. From the mazalas to the fields and the orchards. In Taita, there's no differentiation. Moloich yes. <laughs> haloritz so let's recall the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnah. The Mishnah established that the first day of Nisan is a Rosh Hashanah for kings and a Rosh Hashanah for holidays. On Pesach is the first holiday. The first of Elul was Rosh Hashanah when it came to Maiser Behema tithing the animals that are born. That was according to the first Taner, Reb Meir, Reb Elazar, and Reb Shimon say, no, it's the first of Tishrei. The first of Tishrei was a Rosh Hashanah for a few things. A Rosh Hashanah for years, which there were different interpretations what years means. If it means for non-Jewish kings, if it means for the seasons, according to Rabbi Eliezer's opinion that the world was created in Tishrei, or does it mean Yom Hadin, it's the day of judgment and reckoning for the entire year. It's also the Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah, the beginning of the sabbatical year. You start with Hashanah, the first of Tishrei, and the beginning of Yovel, the jubilee year, the 50th year. But then the Mishnah, and it's also Rosh Hashanah when it comes to saplings, little trees in tiyah, and finally when it comes to your ruckus, to vegetables. That's the end of the first of Tishrei. The next piece is going to be the first of Shvat, which is finally the Rosh Hashanah for trees, and that concludes the Rosh Hashanahs in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara... After discussing the previous elements of the first of Tishrei, which got into a long, got us into a long discussion about shmita and then yovel and saplings, and then the arguments about when the world was created and when the maple was, and the relationship between the two arguments, etc. So now the Gemara goes back to the next line in the, the next word in the Mishnah, which is that the first of Tishrei, which we call Rosh Hashanah, is Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah for vegetables. So again, the ech the tishana, viliurachis, and for vegetables. Zog de Gemara, You see the two dots in the middle of the page. Tana, There's a Braissa in Mesekter Hashanah which specifies this a little more specifically, with more detail. It says that the first of Tish is Hashanah for three things Lyurachus for vegetables, Lamisrus for Maistress, which we're going to explain, and for pledges, for promises. Now, in our Mishnah, just said, it's Rishish Shana for Shonim, for schmittin for Yevlus, for natiya, for Yerakis. It didn't say Maistress, it didn't say Nidorim. But this is what this to adds to our Mishnah. So the Gemara is going to analyze. First of all, the Gemara says, What does it mean that Echad B'tishra is Rosh Hashanah Li Yorok, it's for vegetables. What do we mean? What do we have to know about vegetables? And why are we busy making a deadline of a year in the beginning of a new year for vegetables? What's the problem? So the Gemara says, it's relevant for mice Yorok. It's relevant for the Maisa that we give from vegetables. And here we come to the basic idea. All produce, everything that grows from the ground in Eretz Yisrael, is obligated in Trumus and in meisers. In certain amount of it has to be tithed and given away to those who have less. So that includes vegetables, meisyerik. We also have a halacha that is every year gets its own meiser of that crop of that uh, of that produce of that year. In other words, it's not like I take five years of produce and I just give ten percent of it as meiser. No. The the produce of Tovshin I Vav has its Meiser. The produce of Tovshin Ayan Zion has its Meiser. In fact, I can't take from the produce of Tovshin Ayan Zion and give an extra ten percent of sir in order to fulfill my obligation on the produce of Tovshin I Vav. Taxes
0: the worst the same way, right? <laughs> yes. Everybody tries to get
1: the uh... yeah yeah. You have to give the taxes from that year. The reason is because the pasuk says in a Aser to Aser. We read it on Yom Tif also. Aser to Aser. Eskol Tfu Azarecha Asada. Shana, Shana. Tithe, you should tithe all the grain that comes from your seeds, that emerges from your field, year by year, Shana, Shana. What's Shana, Shana, year by year? Meaning every year is self-contained. Shana, Shana twice. does It can't just mean every year in other words, don't skip a year. It's an obligation for every year, because then they wouldn't have to say Shana Shana twice. Shana Shana twice means me it's year by year, so this be year by year by year. I can't take from one year for another year. So therefore, I have to know what is the beginning of the year. Which vegetable is considered Tav involved? Which vegetable is considered Tav in Which cauliflower, which broccoli, which tomato, which cucumber, which squash is this year and which is past year? So you need to have a Rosh When is that Rosh So that Rosh was established as Echad Metishe, that's Rosh Hashanah That's a very important idea. Gemara, If this is the case, why in the Braith does it say Liyarakis or This is Maisris. Our Mishnah just says Liyarakis, which means for the Miser of Vegetables. The Braith says it's Rosh for Vegetables and it's Rosh for maiser. What Risheshana for vegetables means for Miser. That the time of the beginning of the year when it comes to halachas of Miser is the first day of Tishnah. And for the Gemara, no, there's a difference. Tonadir <laughs> katani the rice The Braisa, which generally gets into specifics more than the Mishnah. Generally, the Mishnah is written in a more brief and concise fashion than the Braisa. So, therefore, in our Mishnah, just says uh, Yerukas. In the Braisa, he gets into details. First, he discusses Yerokas, which is a chi of Rabbonon, and then Maestris, which is an obligation of the So let's see Rashi. Rashi says, really Yerokas, Yarak, Yerok, li'inyin chadosh viyashot. <coughs> Yerokas is, as far as the Maestri, you have to give from vegetables, in terms of the new and the old. What's the Nigesha? Ain't term in Miyerek hanilkat Erev Rosh Ala Nilket Acher I can't give truma or maizras from vegetables that I plucked, that I harvested before Rosh Hashanah, on that which I harvested after Rosh Hashanah. So you have an interesting mitziahs. The field is ready. The vegetables have grown to full maturity. You want to harvest them. What is the time that establishes which year it belongs to maizra? Not when it grew. They both have grown, say, in the spring or the summer of Tavshanayim Vav. It's actually when I'm like it then, when I collect them. So this I cut off, I harvested Erev Rish Hashanah, it's Tav and Vav vegetables. This I harvested a day after Rish Hashanah, it's tough Shana and Zion vegetables, and now I can't give mice, I can't just make one pile and just give mice from this group for that group. Every group is self-contained and needs its own mice. That's the halach. actually says, and M'fadosh. There is an established Rosh Hashanah in terms of what's called new, what's called not old, meaning what's called the new year and what's called the previous year, even when it comes to the Maise that we give from vegetables, which is only a rabbinic obligation. Here you might say, the rabbis didn't care. You don't need a Rosh Hashanah for your rakis You need a Rosh Hashanah... For other forms of produce, where you're in Maiser and Trummim in Atayra, so here this Shana Shana, it's a serious thing, but if the whole obligation is only rabbinic, so you could say, they relaxed, they said, okay, the main thing is, we want that vegetables should also go to poor people. We want that they should have also vegetables. They saw that the society could use it, could need it, but now I care if you give... From the day after Rosh Hashanah for what you did the day before Rosh Hashanah, so the bride says no, and our Mishnah says no. There's a Rosh Hashanah also for your ruckus. They established. So Rashi, and And then the bride adds ma'isters. What's ma'isters? Not the ruckus. dug on grain, grain, but wheat, barley, spelt, oats, rye, dagan here. There's already a Maisa a Torah. Here the Torah says you have to give Maisa and trumah. This also has a perspe- specific day for the new and the old. And it's the same day. It's Baechel Betish. What do we see from this Gemara? Very interesting thing. That all Maisa from vegetables is not biblically obligated. So when we say that the Torah obligates a Jew who has a field or an orchard in Eretz Yisroh, so, there's an obligation on the soil. It's called mitzvah bar. It's on the soil. The soil is holy. And what grows out of the soil, all food that grows out of it, as long as it's edible, it's preserved, and it's eaten by people, it's machuyav and trumas and maestras. There's an exception to that. And that is vegetables. It includes all grains, it includes fruits, it includes um, uh, kidneys, beans, legumes. It excludes vegetables. The rabbis were the ones who introduced Maiser I should just add for the full picture that there is a big machleikis. As the Minches Chinuch says, <laughs> the fathers of the world argued if all fruits are also biblically obligated in Trumas and Maisers. Yes, so the Rambam holds all fruits are obligated binatayra. Like the Gemara says there, only vegetables are excluded. All vegetables are out, all fruits are in. Every single fruit. From a peach to an orange, to a plum, to an apple, or any other fruit, it's all mechuyiv and trumas and meisus. And when we say Trumus and meisus, that's a whole list. 2% has to go to the kohen. After you're done with that, 10% called meisr, meisrish, has to go to the levi. After you're done with that, in year 1, 2, 4, 5, 10% has to go to Yerushalayim to be eaten there. Or conferred on money and the money taken to Yerushalayim and the fruits be, uh, bought there and eaten there, which was an opportunity for every Jew to spend time in Yerushalayim and of course also help the Jerusalem economy. And then you have years uh, years uh, 3 and 6 when you substituted that later 10% with 10% going to poor people. And then you were done. And then you were done and everything else was yours. So when it comes to fruits, the Rambam holds, all fruits is of minateya. The only thing that's rabb- rabbinic is vegetables. That's the view of the Rambam. Including grain is minateya, all kidneys, you know, beans, rice, all the leg what we call legumes, the families of legumes, all minateya, all fruits minateya besides vegetables. The shit of Rashi is that that's not the case. When it comes to fruits... There are exceptions. In fact, it's the other way around. Most fruits are also like vegetables. They're obligated only with Rabbanon, besides the fruits that the Torah specifies. The Torah says, Dagon, Tirush, and Yitzar. Dagon is grain, Tirush is wine, grapes, and Yitzar is oil, which would mean olives. So grapes are, uh, grapes are, are vine, and olive trees, Dermakhoyu, Ventrumus, and Maesris, Minhatayra. However, all other fruits, the regular peach, the regular orange, the regular kiwi, these are uh, the papaya, the sabra, whatever it is, any fruit that you would like to mention, are only Midirah So therefore, when it says Yerokas, it's actually Yerokas is car blanche because it's all the Yerokas. When it comes to fruits, according to Rashi and Toysavus, actually, there's also quite a leniency with most fruits besides those two types of fruits, which are grapes and olives. The shit of the Rambam, however, is not that way. He holds all fruits on the Chuyiv or Midirabona. There is one Shitta, we're not going to analyze it right now. It's just interesting to mention. It's known as the Shitta of the samag, say from Mitzvahs Gudlin the Yerayim, who hold that vegetables are midirabanan besides Maiser Sheni. Maiser Sheni even vegetables are minantayla. So when the Gemara says that vegetables are it's only when it comes to truma, when it comes to Maiserishu, when it comes to Maiserani, when it comes to Maiser they hold that even the samag and the Yerayim, that even uh, even Yirakis is a chi of minha. Even That's a very interesting shitta which has which has stirred up a lot of debate why you would say it. I'll call upon them. So when the Braysis says it's talking about two different categories, one is Midirabonan and one is Minha Tayra. Doesn't it make sense that the Braissa should first list the maistress that's a chiyiv min ha So it should have said, v'rshishon ala vili v'liyarakis. Teirah comes before the Rabbana. Why does it say liyarakis le maistress? Our Mishnah is not a question because in our Mishnah it only says liyarakis, but in the Brayse it's a question. And for the Gemara, I did the chavivalei akadema. Sometimes the Tane says first that which is precious for him. Because this is more precious, this din, that yirrakis is muchiyiv and maistre has a special chavivus and has a special preciousness, so even though, technically, academically, Torah comes first, then the Rabbanim, but Alei he brings it first. Why would this have a Chavivus for him? Because two things. First of all, it's a Chiddush, it's a novelty, because it doesn't say in Torah. And second of all, there's the famous Gemara that the Jewish people say, I rave him a lie, ki toivim doidecha miyoyin, and shashirim it says, your love, the teivim deydecha. Your love is more precious to me than all the wines. So Chazal explained, the Gemara in Avodah that the Knesses saw the Jewish people tell Hashem. I rave him a light divrei seifrim yoiser miyena shel teira. It's sweet for me, divrei deydecha. The words of those who love you more even than the wine of teira. There's a special chavivus to divrei seifrim. Why is there a special chavivus to divrei seifrim? L'chayra, it's only at best an interpretation and in addition, in order to create fences, or to add, how can it be more precious than Torah? The Peshat is, it's brought because even though obviously the obligation in Torah is always more intense than the obligation when it comes to Divide Sofim, you can't compare, and the penalties are different. This is biblically obligated by Hashem directly, and this is from the Rabbi, so you can't compare it in terms of, of stringencies and leniencies and Asafik Deirais and Asafik Deirabon etc., but there's a certain, there's a certain quality to mitzvahs. The Rabbanon has a, a certain chavivus, an affection that doesn't exist in mitzvahs. To give an example, in a relationship, I know we're not holding at that stage of the day yet. It's a little too early for this. but
0: uh,
1: <laughs> In a relationship, there's always two components. There's somebody asking you to do something for them, and you do it. And that's, of course, a very beautiful thing, and it's really the essentials of a relationship. I ask you for something. You're a good friend, uh, especially a spouse, whatever the relationship is, a Rebbe and a student, so you go ahead and do it. But there's a deeper relationship, and that is you don't have to ask for it. You could just hint. The fact that you hint, and the person already picks up on the hint and goes ahead and does it, this demonstrates a deeper form of a relationship because of two reasons. First of all, they understand your hints. Not everybody understands a hint. They understand aremas. Number two, they're not looking for excuses. If you're looking for excuses, then you say, how am I supposed to know what you mean? Next time, say it clearly, i would know what you mean. The fact that you're not looking for excuses, even a hint is enough, is because you want to be there for the person. So it says that, it says, and the Gemara says in Ta'inah's Daftas, about the Rabbanim, lekem midi Mizi Everything of the rabbis is hinted to in Torah. So a mitzvah says, the Rabbanim asks the Jew, he says, I need you to put on tefillin. I want you to say Shema. I want you to keep Shabbos. I want you to have a mezuzah. I want you to do Yom Kippah. I want you to shake a luluf. Whatever the mitzvah sesim in Antioch is. Mitzvah sesim in Antioch is. Knesset is, so to speak, detected with their antennas, with their soul's antennas. The rem is the hint of Hashem. So it has a special chavivus, yoesim, yenash antioch. So when the Tana has to say the two, it says first Yerok, as a first Yerokis, and then Mises, because this is a mitzvah di Rabba. Zagdi Gemara ve Tanah and our Tana only says Yirakas, why? Tana de Rabbanan kol de he says in our Mishnah that Rishishanah of Tishrei the first Rishishanah of Iraqis, so certainly maistress, that a to have a Rishishanah maadach maistress that only the Rabbanan, vegetables have a Rishishanah and you can't separate from one year for another year certainly minatayda, that's the source of it all certainly has a Rishishanah so our mission is, is is trying to be more brief, so if we just says Iraqis then automatically you will learn misus. Rashi says the tunnel of will in and the Yom We find we learn that even a rabbinic miser has an established day. Certainly. Those vegetables, I mean those fruits and that grain that you have to give men it certainly has a, has an ashana Shana shana will apply for them. Um oh, now you're asking a good shaila. He says, Okay, the Kol Kane is that it has a Rish Hashanah. You're not gonna give the rabbinic micehana, not biblical miceurhana. When the whole idea of rishonah comes from, from a Chumash shana, shana. But you're asking how do you know the date of rishonah? You still need a date, the prisa tells us a date. Echad <laughs> Bhatisha, the Mishnah doesn't say a date. Maybe maybe the mice Minat has a different rishonah. has a different date. That's the question. We see, oh, we see by tishrei, by fruits, it's not it's not Tishrei at all. It's Shvat, either Rishchai Shvat, or two by Shvat, be And here he doesn't. Uh, he, the mission ignores the date. So this question, the Tureyevan Evan asks Shagas Aryeh in his commentary on the called Tureyevan, Evan. He asks this question, and he answers, and he says that the answer of the Gemara is as follows. Then when the Mishnah says that echad bet is Rosh Hashanah for Yerakas, it means Kol Shekain, that for grain, which is Ben-A-Toder, Rosh Hashanah is Be-Echel Why? Because if the meiser of Torah, if in the meiser of Torah Rosh Hashanah would have been on another day, so then the Rabbis would have also established Rosh Hashanah for vegetables on that day. We have a cloud, the Gemara says in many places, P'sachim Kol, the rabbonen, the rabbis made their takonahs, but they always followed the pattern and the structure of Torah. huh? It wasn't coming in a vacuum, you know, we're going to create a whole new set. It was always following the structure of Torah. So that's what the Torah Evans says. If it would have been another Rishishonah, the Yerakas would have also been another Rishishonah. Since they established Echad Betishrei, wasn't out of the blue. It's because grain is mechuyev in Meiser, of course, and what is the date? The cutoff time for the new year would be Echad, Echad Betishrei. If the Mishnah, on the other hand, would have written only mysis, <coughs> you would say it's Mises, and not And by vegetables, you wouldn't even say there's a Rosh maybe there's not a Hashanah, you could separate from one year for another year. Another interesting question is, the Gemara usually, on the other Rosh Hashanahs, asked, Minahan and How do you know that this day is a Hashanah? When it comes here, the Gemara doesn't ask that question. How do you know that Rosh Hashanah, for vegetables, and really for grain, as we see, and for, uh, not for fruits, fruits it's not, but for vegetables, for grain, is Echel may Maybe not. Like, why Echel It's not like it grows right then.
0: What do we consider potato, the things that grow under the
1: ground, roots? Is that considered... Um, Yerakos. Yerakos. Yeah, Bayre Priya Yeah, I believe, yeah. Yerakos. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. The Gemara doesn't address the source for this. So Toysavis writes... Already earlier on Davchesamet Aleph, and the ram says it also, and that is that the Gemara doesn't have to write it because it's already included in what the Gemara said earlier. The Gemara asked earlier, why do we say that Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah? Why, why, why is that? Maybe another, maybe isn't to be the beginning of Shmita. So the answer is it was with Exer By Shmita it says Davchesamet Aleph. The Gemara said Exer was It was a I think. So the Gemara says, yeah, it says in Parshas Behar, On the seventh year you should have a sabbatical, the word Shona, Shona Hashviz. You would see the word Shona in Chumash is used a lot, it's not, it's very rare. You have it in one more place, you have it in two more places. And that is by Eretz Yisrael, it says in Parshas Ekev, Eretz HaShaneh lekecha, Alekecha. Eretz HaShaneh lekecha Alekecha Bameyreshis v'adach Akhreshanah. Hashem's eyes are in the holy land from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. What is over there the beginning of the year? The Gemara explained that it's Tishrei. Hashanah wasn't from the beginning of the year. And you say Hashem's eyes are always on Eretz Yisrael. Tamid. If it's from the beginning of the year till the end of the year so it's always. So just say Tamid. So the Gemara learned out earlier, tafchas, that Reishish Hashanah is talking about a specific time when the year begins. And that's, a, so to speak, a new reckoning, a whole new but When is that? The first of Tishrei. Yoy Madin, which we learned out from Tehillim, and Umish So brought in Svarim that Meireish is usually spelled Mem, Aleph, Yud Sof. Besides in that possek it's spelled missing an Aleph. Meireish is missing an Aleph, which is the same letters like Tishrei. So the very, the way it's spelled brings out that Meireish actually means Tishrei also. Besides what the Gemara explains, that that's the beginning of the year, because it's Yom HaDid. So we learn out Shana from Shviyas, from Shana and Parish Ekev, and we say just like Shana there is Tishrei, Shana by Schmidt is also Tishrei. It is one more time it says Shana. In Parashas B'yam, but the Gemara says we don't want to learn it out from there, rather than from Eretz Yisrael, because over there it's a year that's made up of months. We're focusing on the months over there. Rather focus on the year, like by Schmidt it doesn't talk about months, it talks about the year. So he says, if so, since it says also here, Aser to Aser is called for Asad, Shana Shana. So because it says Shana Shana, we learn the Shana from the same Gzai Reshava. What's the Gzai from Tishrei? Meresh is Hashana by Yer And therefore we know that Maiser, Dagon also comes, also happens by Echad Tishrei. The Gmar doesn't even mention it. So you have to say that we assume, since the previous sugya. Spoke about schmitten which is the same day, and that was the source for Shmita, so it could be the same din, the same source for it. That's what first time is on Afches Amid Aleph. He sa- he doesn't say for sure. He says Veshema. He says V'shema. Maybe this is the source. is called for Zerachaiet Chasad Shana Shana. You learn out Shana Shana from Tishrei. He brings one more, one more possibility, mm-hmm. Taisvis over there, and that is, and that is that maaser is depends on shmita. In other words, the Jews became achoyev and maaser once they became Khuyev, once they started to count the shmita years. And since shmita begins on echad so since maaser is, is is dependent on the Chaloys of shmita, so therefore it follows the same structure. When shmita begins, you're going to start maaser a different month. The whole din of shmita didn't begin. Shmita begins. The count of Schmitte begins in Tishrei, year to year, to seven years. So that's the second word, But perhaps the Gemara didn't have to explain that Meiser automatically follows the same pattern of Shemitah, And Schmidt we already explained that it starts in the first of Tishrei and why. So the Gemara vaiter the listener Meiser. The, the, the term that the B'raise used was Rosh Hashanah Li Yirukas, and Rosh Hashanah le It should have said Meiser because actually you're talking about not Meiser Yerakas, you're talking about a specific type of Meiser which is Meiser Daga, the Meiser of grain. Why does it say Meiseris Lashen Rabim in the plural? And for the Gemara, Echad Meiser Behem Echad Meiser Daga. Because in Maisir itself, there's two types. There's the Maisir you give from the Behemah. There's the tithing of the animals. We have before, And we have Mysir Dagam. And this B'raiser holds like a B'Shimen, who holds that a Shishan of Maisir Behemah is also b'eched b'tishrei. Uh? Yeah, B'Shimen Reb'lazer, yeah. So therefore, the one Taka, the first Shittah was that Maisir Behemah is Rosh but then you had your and Ybshman and the and Abshiman who hold that it's Baikabatish. So this Brahsa holds the same way. So he says Lirokas, but also le plural. Because it's not one type of maisse, it's maisse dogon and maissa behema. It's both Baikil That's why it says Mais Maissris. Zagdigamara Vaite listener Yerek it should say Yerek, vegetable, and for the Gemara, there's two types of vegetables, the Tanam we learned in the Mishnah Masech is, Yerek there's vegetables that the common practice is, you want to tie together in a bundle, so then it becomes, from the time that you bundle it together, that's considered, that's considered you finish the work, remember, That everything that grows, there's two things. There's the time from when it becomes mechuyiv and meiser. And for that you need gemar malachta. You have to finish processing it. It should be done. It's not just enough to harvest it. You have to process it. It should be ready. That's called gemar malachta. Different fruits, different vegetables, different grains. What's called gemar malachta? So he says when it comes to vegetables, if it's negat, if you want to bundle it, so then Mashiach agit. That's called Gmar Malacha. and from that time you can't eat from it even as a snack. Till that time, you can eat from it because you're not mechuiyav and meiser yet. Miderabbanon, you can, can't eat from it. A permanent meal only a are a snack, but once Gmar Malacha happens, now you can't eat from it at all. The negat if it's not a vegetable that you want to bundle up, so then mashi malias The moment you fill up the vessel with the vegetables, that's called gemar melacha. <laughs>
0: A nukat, a that's the
1: silence. new what's the Which Rash talking about? Oh no, no. It's no. Too, yeah, so what that's what, what I'm saying. Is, it's two separate right. things. One <laughs> is has
0: to be of the key to the
1: gabi yes. the year. The, the year, it depends when you harvested it. Right. When you plucked it. <laughs> that's the year. In other words, Let's say I cut it off in the month of Sivan. It's because I am that Ataza. Ataza. The moment I cut it off, that's the year of the Maise. But I may not be mechuyev in it until I finish processing it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like when it comes to grain. If you're taking it home, it has to see the face of your house in order to be mechuyev. But what's the year? The year is the year when it was growing. Over there it's when it grew, when it grew a third. Not when I, cl- when I harvested it. So there's two separate things. There's when the Tvua, which year it belongs to. When you're going to become a Chuyiv Meiser. But then there's the question, when you, beca- when you become a Chuyiv and Meiser. Once you become a Chuyiv Meiser, I don't count this year, even if I'm a Chuyiv and Meiser only now. I count the year when it became a Chuyiv and Meiser. When it grew in that particular year. So here also... The yiruk has become mechuyev and maiser after they're processed. And vegetables don't need a lot of processing. You put it in a keli. That's called gbamalacha. What are you going to do with vegetables? It's ready. It's ready to go. Yeah, we, You have a beet. So it's ready to go. You put it in a keli. Of course you have to peel it. Sometimes you have to cook it. Whatever. But it's ready to go. Tvua is more. Tvua, you need a whole processing. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, everything in the Sech the Shabbos. There's the harvesting and then there's the threshing and then there's the winnowing and there's the... The boiler, the selecting, etc. So you need, and then there's miruach, smoothing it out, making a pile. If, you t- if you're selling it, that's enough. If you're taking it to your house, you have to see your house. You're a When it comes to your ruckus, either it's bundles or you fill up the keli, and it becomes mechuyiv and maizir. But the year is still when you harvested it. That's the year. So since there's different types of vegetables, so that's why the Mishnah doesn't say Yerek, the Mishnah says, your Rashi says, The common practice in these vegetables is you keep them in bundles. Once you're ma'agid, once you bundle it together, that's means the silo. That's called, you took it into the silo for ma'isa. You're not allowed to eat from it even as a snack until you give mice. Goirin basically means the place where you store grain called a silo, right? Generally, the chi of entrumas and maesrus is once the grain hits the silo, once it hits the goyron, in other words, it's, it's processed completely and it's ready to be done whatever you want to do with it. You want to grind it, you want to sell it, so it's called you put it into the goyron, into the silo. So here also, what's called the silo when it comes to vegetables, it means when you bundle it up. Taner Abbanan, we learn to b'raisa. It's a very interesting uh, scenario. Liket Yerek Erev you collected, you harvested vegetables the day before Rosh Hashanah. before sunset. The ve'liked Hashamash top of your ha And then you continue to harvest vegetables once sunset happens. Yes. It has to be through a non-Jew, because it's Rosh Hashanah. We don't uh, harvest uh, vegetables on Rosh Hashanah. Toisvus on top. You'd base them and base says Yeshamim Mukila Benochrin. Yeshamim says you're talking about a non-Jew. So now what happens? Non-Jew. There wasn't a Jewish uh, field. Ah, yeah. The non-Jewish, the non-Jew harvested the vegetables. So you have vegetables from before Rosh after Rosh Hashanah. Ain't terminum Mizalza. yeah, you don't give truma and maaser from this group on that group. Because you now let it give truma or meissen not from the new vegetables of this year for the old one of the previous year and not from the old ones from the last year on the new ones of this year. So if I have a hundred pounds of one vegetable before Risheshan, a hundred pounds of another of the same vegetable maybe, or the same field after Risheshan, I can't group them together and just give trumas and myces from one for the other. The the what do you mean? You can mix the or... After that, you can mix them together. I don't care. It's a trumas and maestres. Each one needs its own trumas and maestres. You, give, 10% then, right? you give 10 whatever it is. Truma is 2%, maestri is 10%, maestri and maestri sheni also 10%. 10%. 10%. What's the difference? So.
0: What's what the difference?
1: That's the Khajun. You might say what's the difference? What's the difference if I give twenty percent of all the broccoli that I harvested after Hashanah, Yeah, or I give ten percent of that broccoli and ten percent of this broccoli. What's the difference? Same broccoli. But well, that's the chiddush Every every year is self contained, shana Like you said, just like by taxes. You take a
0: deduction this year, you can't use it for west west
1: Shana Shana this year has its own chiyuv its own chiyuv if I take broccoli from Tofshan Shana in Zion even though it was just a difference of one few hours I was doing it till Shkia so, so Shana I gotta go to Shul the guy says I'll finish it up right so it was literally done before Shkia and after Shkia a few minutes he says no this is Tav shana involved this is Tav and in Zion it's two different chiyuv there's no IRS to stop you but here it gets a little more interesting Im Hoisa if Erev Rosh was not the first year of Shemitah it was the second year of Shemitah so the now remember Shemitah begins on Itishret, took me into the third year so now you have an interesting Mice it's not just you have to give Mice from both groups, it's a different Mice Shni shani. the vegetables of the second year you have to tithe 10% that goes to the Levi and 10% that you have to travel to your Shalayim and eat it there Shlishis, the other vegetables that were harvested after the Shoshana, 10% goes to the Levi, and 10% goes to poor people, and you completely have no obligation to go to your shalayim. it's not even holy, it goes to poor people, and you're good to go. So it's a whole different category. It's not Stam. If it gets mixed up, yeah, you You have an issue because you have to give Truma from each year separately. If it gets mixed up, you're actually giving the wrong Miseris. Because part of the vegetables belong in Yerushalayim and part of the vegetables belong going to poor people because year 1 and 2 was Meisr Shani. Year three, year one, two, four, four, five was Meisr Shani. Year 3, 6 was sir ani instead of Meisr Shani. Year 7 there was no my or Truma because the fields are ownerless and has free access to everybody, animals, poor people, rich people, friends, not friends, Jews, Gentiles, etc. emili. Rashi says shniya first rashi on bezemad mes machanukah shmita whatever you harvest in the second year of shmita meiserish Lalevi, or meiser shani Birushalayim, or machanukah bashna shlishis is meiserish or meiser ani sagt Gemara, gemara Emili, how do we know this how do we know this chiddush that on the third year you go from meiser Sheni and you switch to meiser ani how do we know this chiddush the fact is as follows. What's the question? The fact that you have to give Truma every year to the Kayin is not a question how we know. The fact that you have to give Maisir Ishan every year to the Levi is not a question how we know. The Torah says you have to do it. So there's no reason to make a distinction between one year and another year. The fact that the third year you have to give Maisir Ani says clearly in the POSIT, as we will see, that in the third year you have to give your, your, your tithing to the Ger, to the converts, to the converts to the orphans, to the widows, which basically represents poor people who usually didn't have a source of revenue and income. So there's no question that the third year you have to give Maiser Ani. The question is, what's the source to say that on the third year Maiser Sheni stops and Maiser Ani substitutes Maiser Sheni? That's what Rashi says, (laughs) He's Medayek, that's the deal. It's not a question on everything. How do we know that the Meiser Sheni you have to quit on the third year? You don't have to give it like it's a pesachidish. So he says, doesn't say there's no pasuk that clearly says all this. Year one and two you do this. Year three you do this. You have to learn it out. a very interesting diuk. The diuk is we have in parshas Kisavai a mitzvah known as vidui Meiser, the confession of Meiser. Basically, the Pasik says, let's quote the Pasik. When you finish tithing, all the mice, all the tithing of your grain on the third year, which is the year of mice. Now, right away, our ear is per What do you mean it's the year of mice? Every year is the year of mice. He calls the third year Shnasama. And he continues the pasuk. Vinasata, I'm going to read the pasuk. Vinasata la Levi, la Ger, la Almana, And you give it to the Levi, who's a poor man, usually. The Ger, the yasim, the Almana, poor people, and they eat, and they're satiated. So when you finish all this, the Torah says you have a mitzvah to basically um, do what's called vidui maiser. and that is that a person had to make sure that all the trumas and myces from all the three, three years were out of the house. If he kept it in his pantry, he has to send it out, he has to give it to the right people. You know, sometimes people leave stuff in their basements, so you have to get rid of it all. It's called beer, the obligation of beer. And then, on the fourth year, on the fourth year, Pesach time, there was a mitzvah called vidri maishas, where a Jew would basically verbally confess and say, I eliminated. I sent out like beer chumits. Here it's not it's Kedusha. I sent it out of the house. I gave it to the people that I had to give it to. And he says, I did everything, everything you asked me to do. I forgot nothing. I did everything that you wanted me to do, look down and bless the Jewish people. This is called Viduy Meiser, and basically the time for it was the month of Nissen of the fourth year. After the third year is over, including all the residues of the third year, in the month of Nissen, you had to make sure that everything of the first three years was out of your house. Give it to whoever you have to give it, bring it to your shalim or you have to bring it to your Shelayian, and then there is this confession that you do that. What's the deal here? The third year is called Shnas HaMeiser. Why Shnas HaMeiser? Shana sheein Meiser echad. This is a year where you only have one of the Meisers that you had in the previous year. In other words, even though all the years are called Shnas HaMeiser, he calls it Shnas HaMeiser. Meiser lachin Yachet in the singular, meaning that it's Shana sheein ba'elam Meiser echad. It's a shana that the maistress that you had previous years, it's reduced to one maistre. What do you mean it's reduced to one maistre? You don't have only one mice in the third year. You have truma, you have maistre and you have maistre You're right. But from the two maistres that you had in the previous year, every year, year one and two, now you're down only to one. Haketzad, what does this mean? Maistre you give to the levy. Or sir ani, and you also give sir ami How do I know you give my Oni? Because it says clearly in the Pasach you have to give it to the Geir and the Yosem and the Alman. I can't argue. But Maiser Sheini you bottle. Maiser Shani gets nullified. Why? Because it says Shnas HaMaiser. This is the year of What means the year of Maiser? It's the year that from the two Maisers you've been giving every year, you're down to one. Which one? Maiser Shani you take out and you put in. On. You have to put a maiser on it, because it says you have to give the gerd and alman. That's not a question. Why do you take out maiser because it's called So shana in no ba'ela echad shanam Year one and two, you had two, and now you're down to one. My sir, continue giving. And instead of my sir, in lieu of it, you give my son, could accept the almana. What is that? What's the common denominator of a convert, an orphan, and a widow? It's basically poverty. Huh? Poverty. poverty. That's the common denominator. The widow had nobody to support her. The orphan did not have a family to support him. The girl doesn't come in with property and assets and nepotism and families and so on and so forth. Didn't used to. <laughs> <laughs> the, who, my Ani? This is Meiser Ani. Frag the Gemara one second. Why are you discriminating against Meiser Sheini? Maybe discriminate against Meiser Yishin. Why did you say, Shnas HaMeiser, have a better Geschmack of art? Shnas means the year when you give one Meiser? Meiser Ani? You're telling me, alumnus, it's a year that you give two Meiserists. It's just, it's called Shnas HaMeiser because. <coughs> Look, like Gabri, the first two, you're down to one. Although you're going to be up to two, because you can add Meiser Oni. Why don't you say Shnasa Meiser means literally, it's the year of one Meiser. Shnaz Meiser Every year, you give more than one. And now you give only one, because Meiser Ani takes the place of everything. In other words, why don't you eliminate also Meiser Ishan? Why do you eliminate only Meiser Shehni? And you can, of course, ask also The Gemara doesn't have to ask it, because it's already included. Why, when you have to choose between the two Meisers, does Meiser Sheni go and Meiser remains? Even if you have to choose, why not leave Meiser Sheni and take away Meiser But the question is really much more than this. Why not take away both? Shnas HaMeiser means one. And for the Gemara, Talmud Laimar in Parashas Koyrach, when Hashem speaks about the gifts that are given to the Koyan, He says, Speak to the Levites and tell them, when you'll take from the Jewish people the meiser, the tithing, that I have given you from them, instead of your nachala, nachala basically means assets of the land, inheritances. A nachala means something that you inherit, you bequeath, in terms of real estate, solid property. Karka, earth. So the Levim did not own property in Eretz Yisrael as the regular Jew did. The Koyenim did not do in the Levim. They had designated cities where they had to, to be able to live. But these were like the projects, so to speak. These were, uh, not the projects, but these were these were housings and cities that the, 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 the Toyota gave the Levim as a place to live. But they didn't have an ownership in the property in terms of selling and buying. Why? Because real estate consumes you, and the Kayanim and the Levium, they represented; the, they were the spiritual representatives of the Jewish people. They served in the Beis HaMikdash. And even when they didn't serve in the Beis HaMikdash, most of them didn't serve a whole year in the Beis HaMikdash, they learned, they taught, they mentored. The Torah did not want them to be entrenched. Huh? be Yaakov. be Yaakov, be Consume. Consume means uh, you know, real estate is real estate. real estate? You have manuchas No, so it's consumed. It's, up. Yeah, he gets. It's, it's 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 just the way of the world. It's the way of the world. The koyanim and the Levium remained compl- already in Mitzrayim. They remained, so to speak, teachers. <coughs> so they had to have that serenity. So the Torah says, "We'll provide you with your needs." We'll give you Truma, we'll give you Maisel. But it's a, cert- it's a certain way of life. Because basically you don't have anything that is your own. Everything is dependent. Trumas, is Maisel, Truma for the Kayin, matnas, Kohun, whatever they got. So he says, this is instead of your Nachala. The Maisel says, this is in lieu of your Nachala, of your real estate. I once saw a Vart, one of the, well, I saw one of the Svarim, uh, uh, on his deathbed, before he passed away, Yaakov tells Shimon and Levi, Shimon Velevi Akiv and he criticizes them, you know. he curses their wrath. bi I will scatter them among the Jewish people. So Rashi brings that Shimon and Levi became malamdim, The malamdim by so Yisrael, Yisra. Soifrim so 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 and Malamdim, teachers. Because teachers had to go to every city, every yeshuv. So they were the teachers, and they would teach. So they were all over the place. So i shot, you learn that it was a negative thing. You know, just scatter them all over the place. Don't have them together. I once saw a beautiful vart. Yaakov speaks about Shimon and Levi's passion. They were very, very passionate. They came to Shechem, they took on a whole city. They came to Yosef, they took on Yosef. They were extremely passionate. Passion could go in different ways. <coughs> but the cloud. what he's saying is, who am I going to make teachers of the Jewish people people with passion? A teacher who teaches children has to be full of passion. If he's passionate about it, if he's emotional about it, if he's connected to it, you can inspire people. If you have no passion, you can't inspire people. So therefore he says that the maiser is in lieu of the nachel. So this is an interesting chiddush. So the maiser that the levi is getting... The Torah compares to a Nachala, to a Yerusha. Ma Nachala, just like an inheritance, ain't hefsek, has no hefsek. You don't say, on year number three, you're not a yiddish anymore. Nachala is permanent. Once you're a yiddish it's always. Af my ain't So Meiserishin is like a nachala. it has no hefsek, and therefore it applies to all years. So therefore we don't say shnasa HaMaisr means only Meiser Oni and not Meiser Shani and not My Meiserishin remains a constant. Because it's like a nachala, it's instead of a nachala. Nachala ain't like hefsek. Ma'iserishen ain't le That's the maister of the levine. Ma'iser shani on the other hand, gotta go because the third year he calls shnasa ma'iser, and that's in, that's inaccurate. Every year shnasa ma'iser. It means it's a year of one ma'iser because you cut off one of the two. Which one do you cut off? You cut off ma'iser Shani. That's how we know it. Now here you may ask a question, and that is, you're saying that ma'iserish doesn't have a hefsek. That's not mamash true. On the seventh year, my sirishin does have a hefsek. <laughs> it's not like a nachala, a nachala that you inherit, right? Ah, huh? doesn't have a hefsek. But my sirishin does have a hefsek. On the seventh year, you don't have to give my sirishin. But <laughs> the <laughs> answer to this is Pasha The same problem you have with that At, you give me the class, so. On Shemitah, your also has a hefsek, right. right? It's not really my field. I mean, it's my field in the sense that the earth still belongs to me. It's not like somebody could like go the into the field. But I, I, can't it, I can't collect the rent. I can't collect the rent. So in some ways, you could say, my nachlos has a hefzik. It's not fully mine. Let's put it that way. The produce does not belong to me. I share ownership with it, with the entire Jewish people, only with the Jewish people, with the whole world, and with all the animals too. Everyone has rights. <laughs> oh, so when you say, ain't my the nachlos has a hefzik on <laughs> My seritian is not going to be worse than the nachla. Everything has a half-sick. In other words, Schmidt is a time when everything becomes ownerless. But in the years when you do have the nachelah, when I am a Yisrael, I do have a nachelah, he says, oh, the Levi has to get my sirishin. That's his nachelah. So don't tell me on year three he's not getting my sirishin. On years when there is a nachelah, that's L'chayda, that's L'chayda the Pshat.
0: In in biblical
1: times. asks us, he struggles with this, huh? In biblical times, in
0: times of Gemara.
1: did the system work? Yeah, of course it worked.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: These were the stock institutions that were that were the the time of the No, because he doesn't
0: work today. <laughs> He's collecting, he doesn't work. <laughs> no
1: Schmidt is not dependent on the base Bees- of Miklash. does is not dependent on the base of Depends on how it's strong. So
0: what are the Lazian <laughs> eating in Schmidt
1: what everybody's. But everybody else doing. is. Everybody could put they
0: put away. They can't put away because they don't have. Well, they go to the field. The the they come. Yeah, you, you could take. Would well, you know someone who put oil. away and use it until there's not for the beinches, and you have to take it yourself. The owner, yeah, right. So the mother should be there in the same boat.
1: So Rashi, I have my serish in your bottle. Maybe "shnas hamaiser" means literally you only give one Maiser. <coughs> Rashi says, one second, how can the Gemara even entertain the idea that there's no maaserishon on the third year? It says clearly, <laughs> Just like Oni, it says clearly, "lalevi." <laughs> Rashi says, no, you can't the lalevi as a din in omni. The Levi has two dinim. First of all, he's holy. Besides that, he's poor. <laughs> Mitzad is holiness, he gets my serishin. Mitzad is poverty, he gets my seronin. So it could be even a sata la not altsa levi. The only myser you're is my seronin, not my serishin. How do you know you're and my serishin? So Gomorrah has to say from a nachma.
0: <coughs>
1: <coughs> but that's a very interesting word. You hear what Ashley's saying? <laughs> he has no real estate, so therefore he's an an ani, so that's why you would have to give. Zag De Gemara, Tanya Na, Tanya Idach, there's some gears is says Tanya Nami Hachi, because that would be more appropriate here. Tanya Nami Hachi, we also have a briser to support this idea of Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, who explains why the third year we changed. Zag De Gemara, the Pesach says, Kisechala Sechala Lasser Eskol Maiser Tvooscha Bashana Shlisha Shnasah Maiser, what we just read. When you finish tithing, all the tithing of the third year, the year of Maiser it's called shana meiser so we learn from here shana la meiser acher the year when there's only one meiser from the two that you had in the previous years hakate said what does this mean meiserishon and meiser onni you give meiserishon and onni o meiser the second meiser your bottle is obliterated for the second for the third year and it resumes the fourth year yachel you would think after meiserishon am your buckle should also go on the third year as we asked this is what the price was asking Talmud Loymar, So the Pasik tells us in the Psukim that deal with Bier Maesris eliminating the Mayser. The Pasik says as follows. I'm gonna read the whole Pasik. Miksei Shalashanim at the end of three years. Toitsi Eskol Masert Fuascha Bashana Hivi Nachtubusharach. At the end of three years, you should take out all the miser and put it put it where well, you have to put it. Obah Levi, the Levi who has no inheritance and the ger and the yosim and the almanah, they should come and take the miser. So it says Obah Levi, Hagair Yasam v'almona, and they should eat and be satiated. So we learn from this Kolzman Shabbat Tenloi. Whenever the Levi comes, give him. It says at the end of this of the of the three years, Obah Levi, the Levi comes and the ger and the yosim and the almanah, so The ger and the yosim and the means. The Garan yasim al Mana Baha Levi teaches me, whenever the Levi comes to get my serishin, give it to him. Even on the third year. Divri Rabbi Yehuda, this is the interpretation of Reb, this is the interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda. So basically, when Rabbi Yehuda is saying, whenever he comes, give him. It means whenever he comes, whenever the Levi comes, even the third year you give him. That's what it means. Now the question is Rashi just told us before that maybe the Levi is getting Alt Mayser Oni, not Altmaiserishan. So maybe Baha Levi, whenever he comes, he give him as Maiser Oni. Mm-hmm. Right? But the truth is, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says Uh Ubaha Levi, La Mayserishan, Kozman Shabah, Bahabashana Slishis Ksiv, Miksey Shallashonem Ubaha Levi. This was said on the third year, so the Levi is coming. Oh, the Levi is coming to get the Maestress from all the three years. He's coming to get. So he can't just say the Levi is coming as Maester because he's also coming to get the Maesters of all the three years. That's the Mashmalus. In other words, he's coming to get Maester which is shaykh for all three years. So you can't just say he's coming to get my from the year 1 and 2 and the third year he's coming to get my because that already says the mafarsum say that's so already you have the other pasik which is called marsat washo bin alevi We know that the Levi already gets my sirani. So this pasik which tells me he gets from all three years means he gets my from from all three years. So that's the limud here. You don't need this Uba HaLevi to teach me what Rabbi Yehuda is saying. You can learn it out from another pasuk because he taines takke. Maybe Uba HaLevi means he only comes from Eisr ani takke. So therefore, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says. The pasuk says by Eisr Rishon El Halaviim to daber v'amar taleim kisikhu meis bnei stolos am Eisr shenosati l'chem meitam benachal aschen. When you take from the Jewish people the tithing that I gave you from them instead of your uh, real estate inheritance. He kisseh akasov la manchela. ben Yaakov says the Torah compares it to a inheritance. Manchela in la hefsek, ak in la Both of them don't have a hefsek, and therefore they also apply to the third year. And therefore, we learn out from here that shnas hashlishis the third year. You mechuyev in truma. You mechuyev You mechuyev in meiser You're not mechuyev in meiser sheni. I didn't understand your question <laughs> I didn't st- no on one din. How do you know? That the third year you don't give Meisr Shani. It's like a huge Chiddush. Suddenly this mice gets cut off. Like, we don't do this usually. Yeah, like the Toyota says you have to give Meisr Shani and suddenly we make a whole year that you're off. Like, why, why are you doing that? We don't do that usually. No, we spoke right before. Right before we were talking about it, right? we spoke about the vegetables that if you collect vegetables before Rosh Hashanah and it's the second year and then after Rosh Hashanah it's the third year so the vegetables from before Rosh Hashanah goes to Yerushalayim the vegetables of the third year doesn't go to Yerushalayim it just goes to poor people heavier, it, yeah yeah so the just wants to know like where did Chazal invent this whole chiddush? there's no, there's no Gemara's Bavli on Zeroyim Sajj the Kedrochus the whole state of Zeroyim, which is all the halachas of Trumas and Maisos, you don't have any Gemara on it. Yerushalmi we have, not Bavli. You only have Masechtah Brachos. The next Masechtah is Masechtah Shabbos. So basically, all the Masechtahs that deal with Trumas and Maisos, you have Masechtah Pei, Masechtah Shriyas, Masechtah Trumas, Masechtah Maisos, Chala, Arla, Bikurim, Maisachini. We don't have no Gemaras on it. Nothing. So it's all discussed in different sugyos and shas.
0: constant I'm telling you from personal.
1: You mean the one you emailed it to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With okay. yeah. everything, because he's
0: me for a few weird things. He wanted the combination of you and, 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 and the shoe together. When she, I know mean, you have to be very, very okay. in everything, very specific. Right, no problem. I think when you're paying for a part? He's going to try and piggyback, and we don't want to do that. Okay. Not for bad. It's just you have to be. Everything's is a haramina. The mascona, you have to write there. Got it. Okay. So. Thank you for the emails. Problem.
1: I saw you were very specific in the email. I was yeah, impressed. Yeah.
0: Everything. You have to be very specific. I know. I know my customers. I, it's not not for bad. Yes, yeah, you just have to know. Yeah, yeah. And the mascona at the end. Okay, this is what we're doing.
1: Right. Okay.
0: In the seventh year, when people don't... Well, I guess only farmers don't really have an income.
1: Which, uh, which maicers are they? Do in the they seventh year, them? you're exempt from everything. From everything. It's hefker. it's ownerless. Right. So if you have no income... If I don't own something, money. I don't have to give maicers from it. <laughs> it. I don't own these fruits. So the so so is. I mean, schmitte, schmitte is quite a revolutionary kind of idea. So I'm a
0: little bit confused, no. but...
1: I mean, imagine okay. you have a bank account. <laughs> but then right? there are people,
0: but that's only uh, No, hours. not the
1: bank account is the profits, all the interest, all the interest. You have a bank account which has a lot of money, it's making a lot of interest every year.
0: Yeah.
1: And everyone is uh, entitled to uh, sign a checkbook. A whole year. It's not a simple thing. That's what the Posset says in Parashas Ba'ahar. But to the Jews, people are gonna say, what are we gonna eat in the seventh year? What are we gonna eat? Man, B'ashanah What are we gonna eat? So he says with civicias the blessing is going to be so powerful on the sixth year, the crop, the produce of the sixth year is going to be so abundant, you're going to have for year six, you'll have for year seven, and you'll also have for year eight. Yeah, all the way till year nine. Because remember on seven you're not planting. So you actually have to plant on eight. So eight you also need. Till it's going to grow on eight. So he says, you're going to have enough for three years, you're going to have enough for six, you're going to have enough for seven, and you're going to have enough for the beginning of eight, until it grows eight. This is an interesting thing.
0: If man was making the religion, He's starting to disclose this
1: close, man. That's, a, that's, that's an interesting point. Yeah, we once did a lecture on that. Like, uh, when you speak about, you think about the Torah, who made the Torah, right? If somebody wrote it, for a human being wrote the Torah, say, Moshe Jefferson wrote the Torah, yeah? You have to have seichel, what to write, what not to write, if you're making up a religion. One of the worst things you can do to people is tell them that in this and this year you're going to have so much produce that it's going to last for three years.
0: <laughs> because
1: how are you going to manipulate nature? How are you going to manipulate? The first time Schmidt comes, the Jews will say, you're a liar. The first time there was a Schmidt, they will say, you're a liar. Right away, and it's over. Don't tell me this is God. Tell me that you made this up in your bathroom. You understand? The first time you you own right things, that immediately you could be who, who could who could manipulate nature? Who could manipulate nature? Hashem, huh? Hashem okay. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah, if go I go. own that's my yeah, it's easy one. Say it. No,
1: it's a very interesting thing.
0: Right, sure.
1: Nobody's saying he was a fool. Right. You, you can't. You, you're not a fool. You want right. people to believe it's God. You right. got to you right. got to feed them the right information.
0: You certainly,
1: leave this out. is one of the worst documents if a person made it some horrible mistakes. You don't tell people a few thousand years ago that once a week, no slave can work. (laughs) No animal can work. You don't tell people the seventh year, you don't own your field. Everyone can have everything. Remember, today, we don't take farming seriously. Unfortunately, we don't appreciate it. We go to the store, we buy fruits. In ancient times, farming was everything. Agriculture, this this was business. Success meant agriculture. You have a lot of fields. That's what success it's like meant. Telling a diamond dealer today, you know, yeah. every seventh year you can yeah. your diamonds. Yeah. Telling real estate, real estate, don't you don't collect rent on the seventh year. <laughs> he has real estate on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, No, 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 no rent. No collecting rent in the seventh year. In fact, everybody could move in. Or everybody could collect equal rent. He the whole society he was based on agricultural. Yeah. yeah, everything was agriculture. Like computers and lawyers. And that, 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 was it, that, was that was the that world. world. That was the computer of the day. That was, was the, the internet of the day. So to do this, it's like, it's very, um, it's not something you want to accept. It's it's very counterintuitive. It's counterproductive. Besides, Shabbos, every week that you have to stop, is also okay. But that for people is geshmak, but for slaves, and 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 the seventh year was even animals. It was everybody was equal, even animals. It's not like you can't even fence in animals. You have to give animals also the right to eat. So it's like everybody's equal. Jews, non Jews, animals, people, everybody. And you promise them that they're gonna have abundance. So these are some of the things that are very uh, interesting in Torah. Huh?
0: They did they did check out
1: the next year. <laughs>
0: The part, you can't really promise. But the other part, I can see getting past. Not collecting rent on the on the seventh year, I can get that by Karl Marx. That's what he did, essentially.
1: You mean inspire people towards socialism? No, right. Right. everyone's socialist. There's a good job. It, it. seven
0: years, that's full it, time. That's every seventh year.
1: No, fine, but fine. So I'm not telling you to do it your whole life. I'm telling you once in seven years, you should be No, like, No, no, it's it. a whole it's different... different yeah, yeah, national I'm, national I'm national. not comparing the two. One is, I can't do this unless it's real. I can't control nature. I'm just saying all the, the other point I'm trying to say is that the mitzvahs that they accepted upon themselves it was a difficult religion to accept it's not a religion that was easy
0: a man could easily convince another person to, to do such a noble act
1: There's such things you know. but then it has to no grow. it has to work right? if it didn't work then you huh? then the religion you is it's strong purely
0: ag- agricultural so people who have different jobs let's say you go around fixing wagons all year then you do get miser. yeah if you have an income you fix wagons you write mrs. tefillin Every Torah, somebody's going to pay you for that work.
1: Oh yeah, that's a different type. That's not my. You mean maaser? Yeah. Maaser.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a different thing. Yeah. That, we're talking about maaser from the earth, from the revenue a person makes. Okay, you give ten yeah, percent. Yeah, that's a different type of maaser.
0: That's just 10% of income. It has nothing to do with my... Yeah, system. no, you can so make income in on house. the seventh year.
1: We're talking about income from, from earth, from right. from agriculture. You can make income.
0: Okay. Okay. That was my question. Like, what happens on the seventh year? So there's no There There's also the loans were canceled. The really
1: loans, were, all the loans were canceled. That's another very yeah. interesting yeah. thing. Yeah. So if I borrowed year, a million dollars from you on the sixth year...
0: People were going crazy trying to collect that.
1: Schmitter came and all the loans were cancelled.
0: That's a tough committee to be on.
1: All the loans, huh? Hillel, Hillel Institute yeah, it was because like- people stopped lending money. So Hillel Institute of which basically meant that Besden, the, the cancellation of loans are on private loans, not on public loans. So basically you gave over your loans to Besden. It was a way of dealing with it because of a problem. Because there was a crisis, nobody was lending money to anybody. Especially a year before Schmitta. The guy won't pay back, and uh, Schmitta comes, and it's over. You don't own the money. But this is also a fascinating idea. Schmitta comes, all the loans are canceled. It's like basically we start all over again.
0: You
1: huh? Yeah, it's fascinating. I lent you a million dollars. The same every week and I don't owe you the money so
0: nobody lent a million dollars it? <laughs> it's a brand new creation <laughs> no okay. even even in, even adjusted for whatever there was no such thing as such
1: a you didn't need like you weren't investing in, in you, you weren't know, buying you a house this,
0: the concept still exists yeah the concept something yeah. a lot yeah. less debt
1: you you're dealing with more tangible realities today you could live your whole life on theoretical money no I'm serious you know, credit, card for a years. credit cards, check. Well, it's theoretical yeah. money? It's the concepts, Ponzi schemes. Uh, so All money was theoretical. Huh? All money is today. Theoretical. Today money is theoretical. Then it wasn't theoretical. Gold, silver Gold wasn't theoretical. theoretical. Today it's theoretical. You'd bezamid base, in the middle of the page. The two dots. V'lanedarim <laughs> v'chuli. The line starts, Rishon Enley Hefsek. Rishon Enley Hefsek. There's two dots there? Yeah, there's two dots. Right before Tanarabana, yeah. B'la Nedarim The Gemara quoted a b'raisa that said that on the first day of Tishrei is a Rishon Hashanah for vegetables, for Maiser, rice, mais rice, and for Nedarim. This did not say in our Mishnah. In our Mishnah it says the first day of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for other things, including vegetables. did not say Lenadarib. The Gemara explained what these three things are. means the beginning of the year for tithing all vegetables is the first day of Tishrei, meaning whatever was harvested before the first day of Tishrei belongs to a previous year of tithing, whatever is harvested on the first day of Tishrei or after the first day of Tishrei belongs to a new year of vegetables and therefore if one year, for example, was the first one was the second sabbatical year and the following year was the third sabbatical year, the broccoli or the tomatoes or the cucumbers that I plucked before Rosh Hashanah would have to go to Yerushalayim, 10% of it. The broccoli and the cauliflower that I harvested after Rosh (coughs) Hashanah 10% 10% of it would go to poor people instead that would be the very practical ramifications of this halacha including what was relevant every year and that is that I can't tithe from one group <coughs> for another group because each year needs its own tithe what about the
0: greenhouse? <laughs> um, on yeah. money also we have to make a part of a on income money, income Do we have to do also myself I never heard that there is no debt that we have to do. In a <laughs> As said, the Now, the, the,
1: the, what was maistress? Maistress represented maistress that are minhatheure, not vegetables which are a binic obligation to tithe. Maistress which are minhatheure, which would of course include all grain, would of course include grapes, and olives, and according to some, even all fruits, according to the Rambam, all fruits as well, which would all be biblical. There, too, the cutoff time for Maiser in terms of grain, not fruits. In terms of grain, fruits has a different time to Bishvat, but in terms of grain, the year also is Echid Betish. The Gemara continues, Vilanidurim. Where does it say
0: Dun-dun-dun?
1: In the Brysa. We, we quoted a Brysa on Dafyid base Amid Aleph. Right, which the Gemara analyzed. If it medal if we quoted a brayser. Right after the word v'la the bezo says toner yirakus le ma'isr So the Gemara will analyze the first words. Now goes to the last one, v'la nedar. What does this even mean? What does it mean it's rishonah for pledges? What what would you need a Rosh Hashanah for? You make a neder. You make a neder. Toner The rabbis taught. This is also a brayser in the sechter if somebody makes a nether, if somebody takes upon himself, he makes a pledge, that he's not going to have any benefit from his friend. And halachically, a person has that power. If I prohibit on myself, through a nether, through a promise, that I'm not going to have benefit from a particular person, Chaim Yankel Finkelstein, I'm not going to benefit from it. Or not from a particular person, from a particular object. I will not have any benefit from coffee beans. I will not have any benefit from tea bags. If you're already making one you should probably make a different type of one. But I will not whatever the net is, I'm not going to benefit from a person or a particular object or item. So the halach is one may not benefit from them, and if one does, he or she is transgressing a prohibition in Parshismatas, La dvara you're now let it desecrate your word. Of course, a neder could be for a particular time limit, for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year, for ten years, and it also can start from a particular time period. In other words, I could start the neder in a month or in a year. So hamudir if somebody makes a prohibition on himself to benefit from his friend l'shana for a year. He counts twelve months from day to day. So if this is the day of uh, Tess Uder, he counts 12 months, till Tess Uder he can't benefit. What happens What if he says, I'm not going to benefit from you. I'm making a nether not to benefit from you during this year. Even if it was on the 29th of Elul, mechad says, the moment the first day of Tishrei arrives, the year has passed. And already the next day he can benefit from his friend. The nedir is over. Why? Because Rosh Echad the Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah Linedon. That's the meaning Rosh Hashanah Linedon. When I say I'm not going to benefit from you during <coughs> this year, what does this year mean? When does this year begin? When does this year end? So that's what the B'Raisa tells us. It begins on the first of Tishrei and it ends on the 29th of Elul. So therefore, even if it's only the 29th of Elul and there's only one day left of the nether, that's fine. Shana zu is Shana zu. There's only one day left of the year. That's the meaning that Rosh Hashanah L'Nedarim is the first day of Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah L'Nedarim would be Rishchidosh Nissen. So then Shana zu would be six months. I wouldn't be able to benefit from you until Rishchidosh That is how the Gemara explains it based on the Gemara Quotes the Brisa that explains it. The Gemara explains... Even according to the opinion that one day of the year cannot be considered a year, quoting, referring to what we learned on Daf an argument between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi, Lazar, Rabbi Meir says that sometimes one day of the year could be considered a year. Rabbi Meir says, no, one day is not. You need at least 30 days. And this was relevant also, for example, we learned on the Avbeis, if you appoint a king, Erev Rish if you say, So tomorrow Rish Chodesh is already the end of the first year, it's the beginning of the second anniversary. So he says, even according to the opinion, that if he's standing Erev Rish and he says, So the time left till Rish is not called a year. So you would think, according to that opinion, he would have to wait. At least 12 months for his neder to take root <coughs> and his neder continues for 12 months. Here it's different. Why? Because <laughs> for whatever the reason this person made this neder, it has a common denominator. He's accepting upon himself to aggravate himself, to deprive himself from something. Whatever it is, either he thinks he's hurting the other person or he thinks he's hurting himself. That's already, uh, for that you have to deal with your own stuff. What do you gain by making this nether from this person? I'm never looking, I'm never having, I'm, I'm never walking into your house. But what the common denominator is, is accepting upon himself some aggravation. Mission was accomplished. One day mission was accomplished, he was mitztaied, he was aggravated. So therefore even one day can work as a year. V'eimibnisin. Why does the Brazos say it's Tishrei? Maybe it's Nisan. I mean, Nisan is also called Rosh Hashanah. How do we know it's it's Tishrei? And for the Gemara, By Nidarim, the concept is in Halacha, you follow the language of humans. In other words, we accept as meaning what people usually refer to as Rosh Hashanah. Since usually... What we refer to Rosh Hashanah is the first of Tishrei, not the first of Nisan, even though the of Nisan is also a Rosh Hashanah of particular halachas. So when somebody says in a neder Rosh Hashanah zu, and Bnei Adam would be Tishrei, not Nisan. And that's why the B'raises says it's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Baecheh Betishrei. Here you talk, have to understand why our Mishnah doesn't bring this. Why would our Mishnah not bring this halacha? That Baecheh b'Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah Le it's difficult to understand. So one answer that Thais was gives earlier on Dav Zion, and this is also brought in other Rishonim, the Rosh and the because the Gemara says before that the Mishnah mentions Rishashanas where a year begins, not where a year ends. Here, the Rishonah is for the end of the year, right? It's not for the beginning of the year. If I say that the Neder is for this year, so it ends on Rishonah, doesn't begin on Rishonah. We count in our Mishnah things that begin on Rish Hashanah, not where the year begins on Echad b'tishrei Here, the year ends ends on Echad b'tishrei Another explanation is, the Ritva says that since the Gemara says that by Nedarim you follow Lashem B'nai Adam, this actually means that if Lashem bin Adam, if in this particular town or community, they call Echad Ben Nissen Hashanah, so then you would have to make Echad Ben Nissen Hashanah. So, therefore, the Mishnah doesn't say this din because this is dependent on the nature of the community. It's not an absolute halacha. The Mishnah is discussing absolute times of Rosh Hashanah, it's not absolute. It, we call it Echel Rosh if it would be another day, it would be something else if you would call Hanukah Rosh Hashanah. I mean, we don't call Hanukah Rosh Hashanah, but the concept is, it could be Rosh Hashanah, just as Rosh Hashanah. Of course, today, when the minig is that everybody calls Rosh Hashanah Echel of course, this halacha remains valid that when it comes to the Durham, this is called Rosh Hashanah. It was a famous big Rav, his name was Shloyma Kluger, the Rav of Brod. So he has a Shal Satshuva, so Lecha Shloyma. So he asks over there, he says, interesting, halachically, he says, Mincha Rosh Hashanah. You say, Borach Aleinu S. Hashanah Hazois. Ve kol kol mines vossalatoiva. So he says, Meil according to that, Meir, Yoimachad Beshanah, Hashav, Shanah. No. So even though you Yedavani Mincha by Lichtsend in Rosh Hashanah, and some people are Mahadir to Dava Mincha. A minute before Shkias, so even though there's one minute left to Rishas Shana, she so say Baruch Chalenu As Hashana Hazois. You could still say Bless this year. She says, but according to Reb Leizer that you need at least a month for Chashuv Shana, as the Gemara brings there. According to Reb Leizer, how do you say in davening Chazal Institute, Baruch Chalenu As Hashana Hazois? Right, then you say it should be with uh, Sabenu mitavek Baruch Shnasenu Kashanim Hatoyvus Lavracha. How to say the, huh? the whole?
0: World.
1: That's what, yeah, that's what the Shloi Makluga asks. So he says, the, what the Gemara says here, Madach you say, He wanted to be Mitzayir himself, that works even for a day. He says, Baruch he wants to bless. He wants to bless himself, and he wants to bless the world. So he says, that works also for a day. So even a day, it would still work. He says, especially according to the conclusion, that b'nedarim ha'lach ha'lashem b'nai so yadam, this is the year, it's still the end of the year, whatever the year is. So therefore, you could say, even though there's only a few minutes left over for the year, you still have, you still have the year. The Fr. says that from here you see that in one minute you could change the whole year. The whole year it could be blessed. Even if you wait for the last second. We learned over there. We learned over there. What's over there? Mm-hmm. Over there is a Mishnah, Mesechta Maestris, Perek Aleph, Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel. So we learned a Mishnah, Hatilson. Tilson is translated by Rashi as Fenugreek. Right? Fenegreek, yeah? Yes. Okay. Fenugreek is, uh, you'll see Rashi. I've never seen that in
0: the supermarket.
1: You never saw Fenugreek? It's
0: a tea. The tea, actually. Yemenite Jews eat it on Rosh Hashanah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yemenite Jews eat it on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: chilba, yeah,
1: chilba. They call it chilba. Yeah. Rashi says tilsa min tavlin. It's a spice. Pinigri, pinigri. It's fenegreek. We call it fenegreek. It's from the family. It's from the family of legumes, and it's very popular. Its seeds often its seeds are used. Its seeds are eaten mixed with other. Other spices, uh, sometimes it's leaves. It's leaves are used. This is called Tilsa. So we learned before that the time of the year for vegetables depends on when you like it, when you pluck it, when you harvest it. If it was done a day before Rosh Hashanah, it belongs to the previous year. If it was done a day after Rosh Hashanah, it belongs to the next year. So the Gemara is now going to bring a Mishnah, a that enumerates various phases according to which you establish the year of various plants. As we shall see. Mm-hmm. Tanan Hossam we learned in a Mishnah. Meisris, Perik, Aleph. Hatilsum Chilba, Becomes obligated in Meisr, Mishetitzmach. Once it grows. Which seems obvious, but Mori is going to explain what that means. Once it grows. And, as Rashi explains, what do we mean when it grows? So Rashi, Misha Titzmach, Shnas Shnas You give Miser of it according to the year when it grew, not the year when it was harvested. So if it grew, say in the summer of Tav Shanaim Vav, but it was plucked, it was detached from the earth after Rish by vegetables we said, what's considered the year Tav Shanaim Zion because it was plucked after Rosh Hashanah. So Rashi says, the Mishnah says here, no. Misha Titzmach. When it grew, that's the year of Miser. That's the year of Miser, not when it was harvested. Now, here it's an important uh, it's an important detail to understand here in Rashi. Really, the Mishnah is coming to tell us when these types of species, when these plants become edible, so they could become mechuyiv in Miser. If you detach a plant, an edible plant, we're talking about edible, meiser, things that are edible, fenugreek people eat. So we're talking about plants, vegetables, of course, that are edible by people. adam. If you detach a plant, a fruit, a vegetable, something that's edible, before it ever becomes edible, when it's still immature and you can't eat it, it's never mechoye ve meiser, because it never matured, it never developed into a human food. Maybe it's an animal food, but animal foods are not Mekhuyev and Miser. That's why Asaph's question, how you give Miser from straw, wasn't an applicable question, wasn't an appropriate question. Okay, it's a so if you detach any plant too early, it's not Mekhuyev and Miser. So you always have to know what's the time that this is the minimum of growth that now, if you harvest it, it's Mekhuyev and Miser. That's number one. But Rashi adds something else. Rashi says that when we're establishing the time, when it becomes mechuyiv in Maiser, it's also relevant to one more thing, and that is, which year of Maiser are you going to give? There's two elements. There's one component is when it becomes mechuyiv in Maiser because it's called an edible food that human beings can consume. That's number one. Number two is, okay, so I know that it's mechuyiv in Maiser, but when, when do I define which year it belongs to? That's very important. Is it year two? Is it year three of the Shemitah? For example, by vegetables we learned, I don't care when it became edible. It could become edible in the month of Av. But if I harvest it in the month of Tishrei, it's not considered the year of Av, even though it grew Av, it matured Av. So it's two separate things. One is called the Chi of Maiser. One is called Oynas HaMaiseris. In other words, a shnasa is the year when I have to give it Maise from. So Rashi here is putting the two together. The Mishnah there is talking about when it becomes edible, Misha Titzmach. We'll soon see what Misha Titzmach means, when it grows. Obviously it has to grow to be edible. If it doesn't grow, you can't eat it. We'll soon see what means. Titzmach means the seeds, the seeds grow. But Rashi says one more thing, you see, that's what Rashi says. That's the year when you have to give Maise. When it comes to fenugreek, it's not when I harvested it. If it was ready in the in Av in Tammuz, even though I plucked it after Rosh I have to give mysa from the previous year. It belongs to the previous year. This is an important ta'ara. Why? Why
0: is it? Huh?
1: Okay, good question. Well, this is a legume.
0: Yeah, then it's to be like Gra-
1: Grains are not vegetables. Legumes are not vegetables. Vegetables follow Lakita. Nothing else follows Lakita.
0: No, vegetables are you unique, bring
1: home. grain, the miser is not when you harvest it, no, when you have to bring it home, it's more, no, 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 we're not talking now the chi of maiser, you're mixing two things, is when something becomes mechuyiv and is and which year it belongs to, we'll see in a moment, grain does not have to do with when you harvest it, the year, wait one moment, okay? it'll become clear, I'm just making this order, that according to Rashi, when it becomes mechuyiv and meiser, Right away, mm-hmm. it's part of the produce of that year, irrelevant of when you actually harvested or bring it home. There so, therefore,
0: anyway.
1: okay, we'll see in a moment. So, tilson, which is Machoyev and Maiser you give Maiser with the produce of the year that it grew. So, all the tilson that grew before, all the fenugreek that grew before Rosh Hashanah, you give Maiser together. What grew after Rosh Hashanah, you give Maiser separate. Even though some of the tilson I may have. Cut after HaTvua. What about grain? What about grain? And Rashi says, here of course means barley, wheat, spelt, oats, and rye, five types of grain. But Rashi says it also means tirosh. It also means grapes. It says in like the grain of the silo, which refers to grain that we make flour out of. And also, Kisvuas Yekev, he calls it the grain of wine. Yekev is wine. So the word Tvuah here includes grain and grapes. And both of them are Mechuyiv and Maisim and Hatele. and olives. And these three species are absolutely Mechuyiv and Maisim and Nobody can argue that grain you have to give Maisem biblically. And wine you have to give Maisem biblically. And oil you have to give Maisem biblically. The Torah describes all of them, when it describes Maiser Sheni, it says, From all of these you have to give Maiser. Here, it's when they grow to be a third. When they reach a third of their full maturity, this is the time that you say they're in Maiser. They are now a human food, even though they only reached a third, and you harvest it right now, you're still mechoyiv to give truma, you're still mechoyiv to give meiser. And which year do you give it from? What every year they reached a third in. So if they reached a third in the month of Elul Erev Rosh and then you wait for another month till they reach their full maturity, and then you harvest them, you're giving me meiser from the previous year. You're not giving meiser from the new year. By vegetables, that wouldn't be the halacha. Right? By vegetables, that loch would be. It all depends when you cut it here. No, it depends when it grew a third shlish. Rashi says, Yitzar, shlish, Misasrin, Acharshana, Sheigiyu, shlish, Pishulam. The Miser is based on the year when they reached a third of their maturity, of their ripeness. Imshniyah, if it's the second year of Shemitah. You're going to give, send them to Yerushalayim. If it's the third year of Shemitah, they're going to have a different aloha. 10% of the olives, 10% of the grapes, 10% of the grain you're going to give to poor people. You're not going to take to Yerushalayim.
0: So you would have to check in your own... Huh? You would have to go check before the when...
1: Yeah, you have to know when it reached a third. When it reached a third of its full of its full height... Some say when it comes to olives and, and grapes, shlish means something else. Some of the Rishonim means when it produces a third of the wine and the oil that you're going to be able to extract from it when it's fully ripe. When it comes to grain, of course, that doesn't apply. It means a third of its growth. By olives and grapes, some of the Rishonim, Rabbi Khananul says, what it means is, it has liquid, the liquid that you're going to extract from it, you're going to squeeze out of it, reached a third of the ultimate liquid, of the ultimate beverage, the wine and the oil that you hope to extract from it when it reaches its full maturity. That's what a shlish means. We so it's, it's a shlish. A
0: huh? You don't go check
1: everyone. It's a rov. So if the rov of the Zetim... I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a group, a group yeah. The Gemara says, what do you mean fenugreek? You give maisa when it grows. It means when the seeds grow. Rashi says, what do he actually does also say, Misha Titzmach means when the seed is ready. Oh, sorry, yeah, the previous Rashi, yeah. Misha Titzmach Limshazeret Samech Besaicha. Once the seed grew, that's what we mean, Misha Then it is, first of all, Machoyav and and that's the year when you give Meisr. I should just say that Toys and the Ram give a different interpretation. It says it's what Misha it means that the Fenugreek developed to the point that the seed could be planted and produce new fenugreek. Meshatitzmach doesn't mean, as Rashi says, the seed grew. It means that the seed could already be used to reproduce, to recreate a new fenugreek.
0: That's what he means, sprouts.
1: Sprouts. The same, definition in English was sprouts. Sprouts, yeah. Which is more Okay, yeah, yeah. So now the seeds are worthy, they're suitable to be planted and to produce, to sprout new new fenugreek. But she just says, Stam, there's a ha'are here that we're going to learn a little later. It becomes a difficult issue. I just want to mention it here. And that is, with grain this works well. With olives and grapes, there's a little, diff- a little there's a sh- 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 difficulty and that is, these are fruits. Soon on the Afid we're going to learn that when it comes to fruits, the year of Maiser belongs to the year of Chanotah, the year that it buds, which means actually when the flower falls off and the tiny little fruit emerges, which is of course not edible yet, that's called Chanotah. That is the year that we use to define the year of the fruit. So the year that the fruit buds, and it happens to be that the cutoff time for that is Shvat, to be if my apple buds before 2 Bishvat so then it belongs to the previous year after 2 Bishvat belongs to the new year huh? yeah for everything if that's the case it would be difficult to understand what the Mishnah is telling us here that Zesim mishayaviyu, mishayaviyu Shlish Shlish is already a much later period than Hanata Khanata means the flower fell off and what you see is just the tiny little immature fruit, which already means it grew a third. So it's hard to understand how that can be reconciled with what the Gemara is going to explain. So Rashi learns that the answer is you have to distinguish between grapes, olives, and other fruits. Because Rashi learns that all fruits, you have to give a only medirabona. Besides anavim and besides tirosh and Wine and oil. So he says, they're just like Dagam. They're grain. They're and Other fruits he believes are like vegetables, So he says, Plants that are and they belong to the year when they grew a third. Why? Because the Gemara is going to explain soon. Why by grain we wait for a third and that's going to apply to them also. Where other fruits their year is defined by other phases of growth and development. And that based, that's based on how the sages instituted other the time. Other
0: fruits, or fruits as opposed to.
1: Other fruits. Other fruits which are coined. Right. So, so, what's what's the, right, race, right, right. So, what's the uniqueness of Tilson that they're using
0: that as a single word
1: <laughs> Why Dafka Tilson, you mean? Yeah, we're
0: talking about grapes and zeissim.
1: No, he goes through a list of everything. It's just the Gemara wants to focus on one detail, so it quotes this, these words. It goes through a list of, of enormous amount. No, no, he's just—it goes through a huge list. He's just mentioning this because you'll see in a moment he wants to discuss this detail of two and zayin. So, according to Rashi, other fruits—it's based on when the Chachamim made it. When it comes to fruits of the tree, it's chanata; it's the time of budding. When it comes to vegetables, it's the time of harvesting. Complete opposite. For fruits, the year is mamish when it begins, and for vegetables, the year is mamish after everything, after you harvested it. Now the gemara analyzes. When it comes to grain, which represents grain, grapes and olives, they're mechuyev and Once they mature, a third. That's when they're mechuyiv and meiser. If you cut them now, if you cut them before, they're not edible, there's nothing to do with it, no meiser. And number two, what do we learn from here? That's the year. <coughs> the year is when they grew a third. I don't care if they matured next year. It's clear, this halach is clear, yeah. If tchavtes elol, I go into my field, I go into my orchard, and I see the grapes mature the third, even though it takes time for the grapes to mature, maybe another few weeks, or more, nonetheless, the Meiser is all from the previous year, not from the new year, even though it's the new year when it finally matured and it harvested. What's the source of this? Why are we defining the year of Tremus and Meiseris based on the third? Again, the fact that you can't mix years, that's a Pesach. Aser to Aser is kol, arecha, which comes out from your field, Shomer, Shomer, I can't argue with that. I understand that. But why are we defining the year based on the third? Why not a quarter? Why not two thirds? Why not full ripeness? Wait for full ripeness. What's the reason for this? Now this question is on grain. We know on how do we know this? This question is on grain, on grapes, and on olives. You know why? Because these three are obligated minhatah. So this we want to say, this is these are biblical stuff. So what's the biblical source? What's the Torah source for the time of Maise? We're not going to have this question about vegetables. Why is the year of vegetables when you harvest it? Why is the year of fruits besides grapes and olives? When they bud, why? And I'll answer you, because these are all Mechuyiv and Maise Rabbanon. So they are the ones who defined the year, and they had reasons, we'll see the reasons. They had reasons why they defined that the year of the vegetable is based on when you harvest it. And the year of the fruits of the tree is based on when it buds. I don't need a source of a Pusach. The same ones who establish that I have to give sir can also give me the time frame when I give sir But I can't say this by olives and grapes. Here the Teder told me to give sir Oh, here I have to understand you're making me times. These are Teder Diker times. But this you have to have a source of Chumash. You can't just make your own times. The rabbis can't manipulate situations this way. If you're making your own Chiyav Maiser, you have the rights to, also to say the time. And of course they had a reason for it. They didn't stomp the side. Oh, vegetables, we like them when they harvest. And fruits, we like them when they bud. There was a reason for this. The reason is, the Gemara will explain it, that basically vegetables live off and they continue to grow from every rain that descends until the moment you harvest it. The vegetables will continue to live and we see vitality and grow till the last minute. So therefore, the year is considered when you harvest it. If there was a rain yesterday, it did something for the fruit. By trees, it's the exact opposite. By trees, it's the exact opposite. So by vegetables, what's considered the year when it grew, so to speak, when you harvested it, even though it was, ready, it was ready two weeks ago, before Rosh Hashanah. But till you don't harvest it, it's still... It's still getting something. It's still getting nutrition. It's still getting nutrients. We need a good farmer grapes, to explain this. Grapes is definitely... Every day makes a difference on grapes. Grapes. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Once it... Grapes grapes has its own mahalach. We're talking about other fruits. Other fruits. There, basically, the system is it absorbs the rain. Trees absorb the rain. we see the Till chanata. Till budding. And once it buds, now the fruits grow from the sap... That the tree already developed within itself and not from the rain. So, therefore, the fruits are considered from the blessing of the year when they budded. And since the year begins to be Shvat, which we have to understand why exactly, we'll soon see. That's going to be the Suki later. Budding starts usually. Budding starts after to be Shvat. Budding starts after two bishvat. So, the year starts to be Shvat. So, therefore, whatever was before that, whatever budded before that is already considered a previous year. That's the reason they made this difference. But when you say grain, it's minhatayda. Olives minhatayda. Grapes minhatayda. Here you have to have a different cheshvan. Yeah.
0: Why don't we just do it on how much the guy makes? Because at the end, at the end of the day, you never know how much you're
1: going to make. You I'm sorry, I don't understand the question.
0: Why don't we do? It? Let's say a field, right? We we'll, we'll give you the, the quantity. The quantity. You never know how much you're going to sell it for. Okay. Not, why don't we just do it on how much? The guy mix at the end of the day. He's it up right Sometimes you don't know,
1: get you all the place, you
0: don't always make the money. Okay. So Why is wise mice established based on One third on, on Whatever you get from your produce, whatever your net profit is. No, you
1: don't have to give my when no, 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 a third. That,
0: that's just <laughs> he, he just you mice give so much
1: out. later. The year, the, the, the year belongs business. to Ogilvy. Why do so you count
0: business. the yield instead of the net? Ah. Business. so still that's why. <laughs> <is> <laughs> But at the end of the day, the quantity you are only going to get from what you undertake more. Goes, you let it on a tree, you're not, not going to, to pay on money it. On it. So, right, decide. only harvest it. Yeah, yeah you're only paying for what you harvest. That's yeah. 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 a good question. The quantity you undertake,
1: only paying from the quantity you undertake more. Yeah, but then they say it all spoils for some reason. You still don't have
0: my son. You don't have to
1: Do you pay taxes if you lose your money in an investment?
0: In this government? In this government, you pay taxes anyway. Both (laughs) ways. But that depends on the year. In the uh, expenses of Slava, you're also paying taxes. And when you have your net money, you also pay, also pay taxes. You don't take the loss of taxes. Okay, yes. Yes. I have a different question. I'll get a the third of the growth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
1: You visited a farm, yeah? Yes.
0: They showed me it was here of ground. They yeah. Corn? Corn, corn, yeah. It says normally it grows 8. Feet. Interesting, <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, if the climate changes or the conditions, <laughs> <that> <laughs> Yeah, well, it happens to be corn is a vegetable.
1: By vegetables, we don't follow the third law. By vegetables, we follow simply okay, when you harvest it. You mean by grain? Yeah, you would have to know what the third is. In a re- in an ordinary year, if the- if this climate change, so then yeah, that changes. Yeah, you got to know your fields, Yeah. The
0: third is a measurement that Terry uses. Kisei, I'm using. My just The third seems to be. Well, there's a machloekus
1: Rambam and Rashi. If it's chapsi or shlish, huh? Michael Benirusoy was yeah, because that's the Ganavim eat
0: The
1: Ganavim eat It's an argument if it's a third or a half. Yeah. So the question is, how do we know this? Like, why did we come up with this maisa with shlish? What's Fascinating. Let, let's see Rashi. Long Rashi. You're It's a crash. This question is only on grain, grapes, and olives. Why? The maisa didu da'i Because you have to give mice. men a How do I know that you're following the year when it became... Mature, a third of its growth the 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 elon I don't have a question by vegetables where I follow harvest time. I don't have a question by tree where I follow budding time becauselan I'm not gonna ask a question on the rabbi, How do you know? What I want to understand is what their logic is, not how they know. You understand the question is not minalon. The question is what were they thinking? So it actually is Ula Kaman who tamayu? The Gemara is going to explain and that you they their thinking. Yerek the shaita. Vegetables which you cut your harvest any time and it always grows from the rain of the year when you harvested it, so therefore you follow the time of harvest. Aye, it grew in the previous year, but it continues to receive nutrients from the new rain of this year. Elon Where a tree only grows from the water of the year in which it budded, through the sap that arrived into the tree before budding. That is what causes and allows the fruits to bud. And that's how they develop. That's how they write. It's the sap of the tree that always ascends and goes into the fruit and that's what causes its growth. And therefore it's not connected to the new year. It's connected to the old year when it developed the sap from the rain of that year. I understand the logic. My question is only on grain, grapes, and olives. Omer Omer in the name of now, I just want you to think the challenge here. We have a Mishnah where the Chazal tell us a very interesting Allah. The third, that is the time. And the Gemara say, where did they get this from? Where, where, where? So now you have to scan through the whole Torah and you have to find the place where they got developed this from. They came up with this time. From where? It doesn't say, there's no such apostle that you give maiser uh, from grain once it reached uh, a third and that's the year you give it from. So he brings a completely... So this is with the Chazal, the... I just want you to appreciate what he has to do here. He's now looking for a source for this. Some quoted in the name of Rabbi Omar Kro. There's a posse, completely not connected to Truman, not connected to Meiser, not connected to the halachas of produce. It's a posse about Hakel. Every seven years, every Jew came, men, women, and children came to Yerushalayim for the mitzvah of Hakel. On my cross, the Pasek says, by the mitzvah of Hakel, which happened, Sukkus after the sabbatical year. Shemitah was, let's say, a particular year. The next Sukkus, a few weeks later, that was the mitzvah of Hakel. So the Pasek says, Parshas Vayelach, Mikeit Sheva Shonim, at the end of seven years, in the season, in the time of the year of Shemitah. In the time of Shemitah. Now we understand the difficulty here. Shemitah ends Rosh Hashanah. Why are you calling the next year Sukkah? If you're really talking about Shemitah, then it's not Miket Hashanah. Then it's the beginning of the seventh year. So you're not talking about the beginning of the seventh year. You're talking about after seven years. So you're talking about the eighth year. So, why are you calling it Shnasa Shmita? It's after Shnasa Shmita. Why are you identifying Sukkos with Shmita? You can tell me it's the Sukkos after Shmita. Don't tell me it's the season of the year of Shmita. It's not the season of the year of Shmita. Shmita This is the eighth year. This is the eighth year. It's Mikait Shevashanam. After the Shemitah you went in to a new year. In fact, it's not Shmita. It's the first year after Shmita. If this is called shemitah, then you have a big problem because then when you start counting, you have to start counting the year after. This is the eighth year; it's not the shemitah year. Ella loy marlach. This is where the pasuk is trying to intimate a whole different halacha. All grain that matured a third of its full size in the seventh year you apply to it the halachas of the 7th year in the 8th year, because since a third of it grew in the 7th year, it's considered 7th year produce, not 8th year produce. So for example, in that case, it has to be eaten based on the laws of shmita fruits, or shmita grain, which has special halachas, even though it developed in the 8th year. In other years, it would of course have different halachas. If it grew a third in the 2nd year, and then you harvested the 3rd year, you would have to give mice according to the 2nd year.
0: I mean, makes the cheshbon. got to a third from that? The has
1: nothing to do with a third. Excellent question. I'm just saying the pasuk doesn't yeah. say anything about a third. All we see from the pasuk is that sukkus could be still considered the previous year. So Chazal struggled: when is sukkus considered the previous year? Sukkos is a new year. The answer is grain that grew a third in the previous year. We're going to apply it till sukkos. In other words, we're going to still call sukkos the previous year. Why? Because it grew a third the previous year. If it didn't grow a third the previous year, then it's considered the new year. Amaleed Abzaydal Abassi. Yeah, no, no, not
0: connected.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amaleed Abzaydal Abassi. Yeah, yeah. Tvu is Arish and Shammah. Yeah. Echid Batishrei. Grain works with Echid Batishrei just like vegetables. There's no issue. Amaleed Abzaydal Abassi. I really don't understand you. You took a Possek and you invented a whole halach from this Possek. Maybe even if the grain did not begin to ripen the seventh year at all. loy ayal Kla. L'ayal Kla means it didn't even begin to enter into a stage of ripeness. Nonetheless Sukkot is still called shmita. You know why? Learn the Possek literally. The Kamar of the Torah is teaching us to shamit v'tezel ad chaka Sukkot. All the mitzvahs of Shemitah apply till sukkas? Maybe, yeah, this is what the passage is telling you. Shemitah doesn't end, Rosh Hashanah. Shemitah ends after sukkas. Shemitah continues just like we have for Shabbos, Shabbos. we add Yom Kippur, we add to Shabbos, we add to Yom If you have to add to Shemitah three weeks. Maybe. Who says it has to do with grain, growing the drum Trumas Meisters Say literally, the passage calls sukkas Shemitah. It means Shemitah continues till after sukkas. That means you're not allowed to plow till after sukkas. You're not allowed to harvest wreck. All the halachas of Shemitah of the previous year apply to Sukkos. Why are you making a new vart? Lo yisalka daytich. Says Rebasi, this is not true. The pasuk is not telling us a halacha that Shemitah continues till Sukkot, And even if the grain never produced a third in the seventh year, you'll just say everything applies till Sukkot. all the halachas of Shemitah. Why? Because we have a whole other pasuk, And this pasik teaches us that grain that grew a third before your Hashanah, that sukkah is called Mayach Nas Now here's another very interesting limut. The Ksiv, the Pasuk says about sukkas. This is in Parsha's Meshpatim. Now we have to read the whole Pasuk because it's very precise how they do this Pasuk. I'm going to read the Pasuk. If you have the Pasuk on your side, it's Shmai's Perek Chav Gimel Pasuk The Torah describes... Shvuas and Sukkot, the, the two Yamim t'avim. The holiday of harvest is when you have Bikurim, in other words, when your grain starts becoming ripe, which is usually the time of Shvuas. Grain and fruits become ripe, it's the time of harvest, Chag Okay, we're done with that. Now the next, next Yamtif. Keywords. You have the holiday of Asif. Asif means gathering. When the year exits. When you gather your work from the field. This is why Sukkot is called Chag HaAsaf, the festival of gathering. Usually people would harvest their grain, fruits, vegetables during spring and summer. They would leave them outside in order to dry and get rid of their moist. Before pending winter and the rain season, they would bring it into their silos, to their homes, to their basements, to their cellars, to their storage places. When was that? During the time of Sukkot, before the rain season, that's called Chag HaAsif, the holiday of gathering. So look how the Torah identified Sukkot. It said, VChag HaAsif, it's the holiday of guard gathering. But Seis when the year ends, which we understand it's after the previous year ends. But Aspechas Hasada when you gathered your work from the field. Zok de Gemara de HaAsif, My Asif, what does Asif mean? I-lema. I guess it means it's a name for Sukkos. Chag Habab is Man It's the holiday that arrives during the time of Asifa when you gather in all the grain that you harvested and you left in the field to dry. Frek the Gemara doesn't make sense. Haqsiv ba'asbicha. A second later, a word, a, 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 two, a, two, three words later, you're going to say ba'asbicha. You're going to say when you gather your work from the field. So why do you have to give me the identical description for Yom Tiv Sukkos twice? What would have been wrong if you just said you have the Chag B'teis HaShana ba'aspecha? First you have to say it's Chag Ha'asif, the holiday of gathering. Why is it the holiday of gathering? ba'aspecha? You want to identify the season of sukkahs. just say it's the holiday ba'aspecha. Why do you have to say twice the word Asif? Chag Ha'asif and ba'aspecha. This is a redundancy. Elamai Asif Katsir. Chag Ha'asif is actually talking about another halacha. Asif here doesn't mean just gathering. It means harvesting the grain and gathering it. So now we have an interesting pasik, a whole new interpretation. Let's take a look at the pasik. The chaga asif, the holiday when you harvest and gather grain, is bitsei Sashana. It's from the year that left, not from the year that came in. Which holiday am I talking about? But the holiday of Sukkot, when you gather all the grain. In other words, we're talking about a new halacha. The Chag Asif is talking about the grain that you harvested on Sukkot, so before Sukkot, and you brought it into your house. But say Hashana, this belongs to the previous year that left, not to the new year. Why not to the new year? Because it started to grow in the previous year. Now you identify when this Yom is. It happens to be in asada, when you gather everything from the field. That which you harvested also before. The rabbis had a principle. It was clear to them. Any grain that you harvest on Sukkot or before Sukkot it's A third of it grew before Rosh Hashanah. If you harvested it on Sukkot, that means it became fully mature on Sukkot. It grew to its full height on Sukkot. That's why you're harvesting it. If it grew to its full height on Sukkot, let's say Sukkot is 20 days after the beginning of the year, it couldn't have started growing after Tishrei. It's 20 days. They knew for sure it grew a third before Rosh Hashanah. Ah, if so, this is the source of it all. This is the source of it all. Very interesting. Because the Pasek says that B'chag the holiday when you harvest grain and you bring it in. So now I ask you a question. If I harvest grain on Sukkot, when did it grow to be a third? It had to be nice. before Rish If I harvested it in Cheshvan, not necessarily. Then you wouldn't say Betzei Sashama. But they knew up to Sukkot, if it's after Sukkot, already it could have grown this year. But anything before Sukkot, or up to Sukkot, including Sukkot, it had to have a third before Rosh Hashanah to be fully ripe now. And what does the pasuk say about this harvest? It's Say Hashanah. It belongs to the year that left, not to the new year. Ah, this is the biblical source, that grain that grows a third. That's the year of Trumas and Mises that it belongs to. That's the source of it. ab Rebbe tells it Abzeda. remember Rebbe challenged rab Asi about all of his cheshbonas with Hakel, so he answered him this answer, he gave him this pasach. tells Mishlish. you really think the rabbis knew this? They knew exactly the distinction between grain that matured a third to that which is less than a third, to be able to say that grain is not ripe to harvest on Sukkos unless it grew a third before the Hashanah. Really? In other words, they could really say this? That if I'm harvesting the grain on Sukkos, it means for sure that it was a third before the Hashanah, And it can't be it was a little less than that. right? Maybe it was a little less than a third and it was still ready? Yeah, This was their claw. Maybe it was a little more than a third, and then it's ready. They're making a whole din here. And it's a serious din. Because it's Negea to Trumas, it's Negea to you're not going to be Yoytza Trumas. It's Negea which year it is. So they're basically saying it's a third. They really knew this? Amalit um, Abzeda says, Lava minalach, Have I not told you in the past? L'itapik Interesting expression. Don't take your soul out of halacha. What do I mean, don't take your soul out of halacha? Don't start doubting and questioning the shiurim that the chachamim made. Kol chachamim All the measurements of the chachamim work this way. They knew exactly their shiurim. Take an example. Arbayim To go to the mikveh, you need 40 saav of water, they said. Biblically, you need 40 saav of water let's take the most stringent uh, measurement of the Chazaynish, I think it would be around 150 gallons, right? 150 liquid gallons. Some say less. I buy him so to have... I buy him so Now I ask you, This 40 sa'ah missing a kurtiv. A kurtiv is basically a tiny, tiny shear because 40 sa'ah... 40 sa'ah like this. In each sa'ah you have 24 lugim. A kurtiv is one sixty-fourth of a lug. So understand, forty sa'ah, forty sa'ah, each sa'ah has twenty-four lug, and I have forty times twenty-four lug, and a kurtov is one sixty-fourth of a lug. Which means, if you want to make the khajbin, they make the khajbin. a kurtov is basically one part of a thousand five hundred and thirty-six of a sa'ah. That's what a kurtov is. So now I ask you a question. A little piece is missing of our barm. So, ain't a yachalit pul behen. Next, kebeitzer, you have food in the volume of an egg. Metame tumas It could be metame tumas oichlin. If you have food in the volume of an egg, that's tame, and another food touches it, it also becomes tame. If it's less than an egg, kebeitzer chasser shumshum. If the if the egg is missing a shumshum, a sesame, ain't a metame tumas It's all over. Metame tumas. Next. Shloisha al Shloisha. You have a cloak, a baggage, that's three hand breath by three hand breath. Metame midras. It's susceptible to tumas midras. Tumas midras means the tumma of stepping, of treading. You have a zav or a zav or a nido or yeledis. Four people who are sources of tumma because of various flows that come out of their body. And there's a special halacha that what they lay on, what they sit on, or what they step on, even though they didn't touch it, it becomes tumah. For example, a zav sits on a mattress. There's ten mattresses under it. There's ten mattresses. The lo- lowest mattress also becomes tumah. It's called tumas midras, and it's a very serious tumah. It becomes an av and it can be metame a person, it can be metame other kalim. They become rishon le tume. But there's one principle: it has to be something that's royal in midras. It can't be standing. Uh, it has to be a chair, a bed, a saddle, something that's made to sit on, or something that's made to lay on, like a shear. For example, something that's not made to sit on or lay on is not Tomei Tumas Midras. It's Tomei by touch. If the Zav touches it, it's a different type of Tumas. What's the shear of this baget that it's Tomei? So he says, Nima Achas. Ain't Midras. Three by three, and it's missing one thread. It's not a Midras. So you're going to say all these questions. Well, what would they decided on egg? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Metami Midras. midrash? So Rashi says, Kol mit This is how their midras work. So therefore, what he's telling him is, you're going to start telling me that what? A third? Really? They knew a third? That if yeah. you're harvesting it on sukkahs, it grew a third? Maybe it was less than a third? Maybe it was more than a third? So the says, they knew, they knew all these shiurim. They said a beitzer. they meant a beitzer. That's Tumas HaRichlam. You could start saying, could have been a drop less than a beitza. They,
0: they defined what the Torah meant.
1: Yes, yeah, they defined what the Torah meant. So therefore here too, it was established that this is the shear they said, if it grew on, if it was ripe on sukkahs, it means it grew a shlish before Rosh Hashanah. If it grew a shlish before Rosh Hashanah, from here we have a general principle, that all grain that grows a third that year is the year when you have to connect it in terms of trumas and maestras. That's the year it belongs to. Isn't
0: great well grain called Pesach
1: time? It was, it started to develop, it starts developing Pesach time. Chag HaAviv. Spring, yeah.
0: Barley, yeah, barley. Yeah. Barley's, yeah. Barley's early. First?
1: Barley's first. But let's say well, yeah, but of course wheat also grows in the spring. Who's who's downing that? No. No, this later. <laughs> yeah. It could be three. Three in a yeah. It could be.
0: Most have just
1: He's not saying that it doesn't grow in the spring. If it grows in the spring then you cut it in the spring, we don't have a question about which year. They can harvest. Our problem is when there's a split of two years. Regularly, we don't have this problem.
0: Right. It it be, right. But Chitim you can have
1: later also. Yeah. If not, it wouldn't be an issue. It wouldn't be an issue.
0: This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at ww.theyeshiva.net slash donate.